So you join us uh, at Tracy Park Golf and Country Club, illustrious surroundings. We're sat uh, in, I don't know what, quite what you'd call it, it's the um, bar, lounge, uh, grand piano viewing point of the, the 18th, I think. Uh, all very nice on a uh, crisp October afternoon and I'm joined by Paul Skuse, um, the entrepreneur guru of many things um, and well you'll find out obviously as we go through this particular podcast which um, uh, is of no particular part of a series. This is really uh, very much a one-off kind of episode um, because we've been talking at some length about personal branding and how personal branding can come into play with the whole subject of marketing because for a lot of uh, people, um, be it in business um, or offering services either as a sole trader or a small business and even if you're kind of the face or the voice of an organisation so you've kind of stepped into the the social media role if you like for an organisation so it is um, in a lot of ways all about you Um, one of the big debates really and one of the big um, challenges is how you kind of position yourself um, appropriately for your audience um, as part of this kind of product or service offering so irrespective of what you um, kind of sell what you're uh, looking to market if you are part of that story then personal branding is a really important thing and uh, my guest Paul Skuse um, is very much in that kind of a role because as a business developer of a number of uh, businesses and a serial entrepreneur I guess you could call him um, he is very much the face or the front face or the the first face that you see of a number of his businesses how does that kind of impact on kind of how you project yourself on I mean is, is that something that you kind of take seriously you think about in advance or do you just kind of rock up and be yourself I, I think yes and yes is, is probably the correct answer to that I think it's a, a culmination of experience time time in the saddle time sitting in front of especially new clients uh, and having to think and act very quickly, dependent on understanding their needs and more importantly their wants and how I can show them we have the capabilities to, to mm. solve those needs and wants. But I think with, with the, uh, the main business at the moment, when we first launched two years ago, uh, I was having to have quite technical conversations with this architects. This is Oakfield. This is Oakfield. So looking after um, property developers and architects. Uh, and I was sitting in front of managing directors of, of architects' practices and, and uh, owners of um, property development companies and having to hold my own in conversations with words like fenestration and coping stones and uh, texturization and, and composition these are architectural terms and at this point I didn't have the understanding of any mm. of these terms and I found myself nodding sagely uh, and making a mental note look that up what does fenestration mean turns out it means windows but architects like using technical terms but I think what happens in your personal brand is as long as you know where you genuinely will be and the the brand and the persona and the character and the tone that you're looking to become as long as you know what that end goal is 
it means that you know which direction to start pointing yourself. Uh, and I think we do it, especially in the beginning, in the early days of a, of a business, is we will, it's fake it till you make it. Mm. It's you put the mask on, you walk into the meeting, and you think to yourself, okay, so coping stone, I do know what that is now. I do understand what a plinth is. I know what fenestration means. You, you, uh, and I jokingly started throwing them into conversations whether they needed to be there or not, just to double check that mm. I was using the right terms. Mm. Um, and so that was really, that was putting a mask on first off and then as your confidence grows and you spend more time with the developers listening to what their we their needs and their wants are you become by osmosis you, you soak up this information mm. you become an expert you have to because they are constantly telling you the same problems so you learn this you become the expert on solving those problems which means as, as the course of the last 18 months two years went on I was able to take the mask off because I no longer needed that. I was making up, didn't need to fake it anymore. I could hold my own and take them into a place that they didn't understand and to educate them. Um, so I think then, uh, it's something we, we've spoken about and we definitely wanted to talk about today, it's, it's almost then your best self. That you mm. that you projected two years ago saying, this is the guy I want to be in these meetings. You can't go there overnight. It takes time and work and effort. Um, and we, we called it about wearing the cape. So now it's a case of uh, when I need to switch the A game on, when it's a new business meeting, you have a big owner of a, a huge property development company. These are sharp cookies. They're hard-nosed businessmen. Uh, <clears throat> but they're very honest and genuine uh, guys on the whole. <laughs> on the whole. Uh, and I know I need to bring my A game to the table because mm. they they want to check me out. They need to know that you know these guys understand what they're talking. About. They can back up. They can walk the talk. They can back up what they're talking about here. Um, so I put kind of my cape on. There's a little thing in my head that I that I know says I bring my A game. I'm focused. My mind is sharp. And when they are, I'm asking the right questions. And when they're answering my questions. I'm thinking, well, how can we prove that we have the capability to look after this and then some and mm. take it to a, into a realm that they don't understand at this point so we can say, look, we're above and beyond that. We've got that and now we can take it here. Here's the uh, realisation that we've done with other clients that is the same calibre and clients bigger than the new guys. Are. So I think that's the, uh, the personal brand of Persona. I think... Is a, it's a, a medium to long-term project and, and there's never the finished project product. It always, yeah, we always want to be looking at, well, how can I improve that? How can I improve that? And by default, you become more self-confident with who you are. So that brand improves and, and optimises constantly anyway. So that cape kind of becomes you know, a better and better cape as you go forward. You mm. become your best self. And I think that's the key at the beginning short term where is it I want to go long term and how do I get there what are the steps now what action do I need to take to get me there uh, rather than just thinking I want to be that guy that girl that lady in that position mm. it's well how do I take the steps what's the first step that will lead to the second step that will lead to the third fourth and there are many many steps hundreds possibly thousands over your career that you're taking but as long as each one is in line with your vision and your goal of the persona of this person that you want to become uh, and I 
think you know, a great analogy of that would probably be you know, a sports person um, or an actress um, uh, who they're not the finished product overnight. They don't arrive on the scene as the finished, shall we say, um, Sandra Bullock. Yet they have to learn their craft over the years and they spend so much time on every facet of you know, the, the kind of speech dialect, uh, horse riding skills, sword fighting skills, you know, all of these, you know, they study and, and they, but they know where they want to go and they know the kind of caliber of the role that they want and if they want an, mm. an Oscar at the end of it because it's this you know, incredible character you know, method acting piece that they've done or they want to be walking on, on the boards on the West End or on Broadway yeah, they know where they want to go that is so critical but then it's taking steps to get there um, and every step is you building your brand and creating your own persona and your own identity and wearing it more and more so it no longer becomes a mask because you're not putting a false position there it, it's genuinely the person you become and it's a great journey you know your self-confidence uh, goes through the roof because with every genuine step you you take forward every layer you put on the better you you become in all facets of life not just in your work it becomes in your personal life yeah and everybody notices it you know, and everybody comments on it yeah you know, and, mm. and yeah it's it's a great thing Mm. Just want to pick up a little bit on that whole idea of the, you know, fake it till you make it, because I think that in itself requires quite an initial high level of confidence. I think, you know, as a business developer, with respect, you are quite confident. Um, and I guess it could be people listening to this who've listened to other podcasts that I've done maybe seeing you on stage and stuff who would think oh yeah but it's very easy for you to say because obviously you're confident too um, if somebody oh, is you into a secret though. go on then when I first walked into the rooms with these with these architects and property developers when we first started the business I wasn't at all because I was so far out of my day okay um, I knew I was kind of bobbing around in quite turbulent waters mm. and I was scrabbling to find the right things to say and the right way to say them because it was all new it was a, it was a, it was a sector I didn't really know much about uh, uh, my background was from design I could talk about design with confidence but I couldn't talk about uh, gross development value and, and fenestration and, and it, it kind of the, the marketing outcome in mm. the same level then as I can now so I, I think I may have come across, hopefully, to the client that, that I was confident and we've been doing this forever and I was all in, completely in control, but very much like the swan, my legs were kicking like mad under the water, oh. but I was trying to hold this very calm exterior that said, yeah, that's fine, we've got it all, yeah. And what they didn't see is me in the car Googling fenestration the second I walked out of the yeah, meeting. Yeah. No, it's interesting because obviously by almost taking that persona on, so you, you talk about you know, obviously the longer term view and this is the first few steps to take and it may well be that those first few steps you know, are quite some way upstream from really where you want. So there's a big sort of gap between where you are today and where you want to be in the future. I'm not saying you, but you know, somebody listening to this. 
So if there is a big gap and, and actually they see themselves in the future as a very different um, offer, if you like, to the world. So they might look different, they might sound different, they might speak slightly differently. You know, their kind of passion for what they talk about could be at a whole new level. So they really are almost having to either kind of reinvent themselves or fuel themselves. To me, there's still this big question mark about authenticity because if you're going to do this whole personal branding thing right, and you're going to have to live and breathe it, and this might come with putting the cape on or taking the cape off, but if you're going to authentically do this, it still has to be you. So is, is what we're saying here then, and I'm just this rhetorical question, I guess, is what we're saying that we're looking at almost volume controls of certain aspects and qualities and values of you as an individual that you start to turn up so it's almost like you're turning the heat up on the best bits that you want to be highlighting rather than saying i'm going to fake what i do and, and almost become somebody different yeah i think you can paper over the cracks and, mm. and then polyfill over cracks and then suddenly the cracks aren't there because you've genuinely filled them and i think the the, the genuine parts the parts that paper over the cracks very well, um, mixed with knowledge of your sector, knowledge of your client, knowledge of whoever you are with at that time mm. and place. If you know enough about them, it's all about you. Know, as we always say, you've got two eyes, two ears, one mouth. Listen and see what they're communicating. Ask them the questions. Uh, and we don't need to do much of the talking at the meeting. You know, certainly for the first half of the meeting, I, I want them to be doing all of the talking, really, because mm. that's when we're finding out the key parts that we need. So that that's another mechanism that works very well as well, that helps kind of cover some of the cracks in the early stages, I found, was, well, just let them talk. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and I can mm. fill in the blanks later on. But I, I agree, it, it's you can't genuinely be somebody else. You can only genuinely be yourself. Uh, I think that can take years to find the correct position and that authentic person. Mm. Um, but I think in, but I I think our internal compass will always point us in that direction. Um, and as long as we have a, an inkling of it, I think it's fill the gaps using that authentic parts of us, knowing that yeah we know we're we're going in the right direction there. Mm. But again, I think that's still. Again, that comes back to begin with the end in mind. Who is that person? Who is that great cape-wearing version of ourselves that we want to become? You know, great case in point, Oprah Winfrey. You know, came from you know, an atrocious childhood, an atrocious upbringing, was, was laughed out of um, production companies and studios in the States because they said, you don't have what it takes. You don't have charisma. You don't have character. You don't have this... X factor that we would want for you to present to show so she created her own production company that's how Oprah began she's now yeah, one of the most sought after stars on the planet um, but she is genuinely still the same person she was at the beginning she's just now the polished highly polished version um, but she's authentic and, you know, and a great role model for, mm. for people worldwide I think yeah, within that personal brand yeah, yeah. Uh, growth and development you know, 
Mm. And she'll be the first to say she, she ain't first developing. She's got a lot of Yeah, and I think that's a really key thing because one of the, the things, I mean, obviously I've been reading around this subject at quite some length um, because it's be- becoming such a you know, key thing, particularly when you're looking at kind of digital profile as well. So your online persona, which obviously you want to try and match with your, your face-to-face one. I think one of the things that Oprah does so, so well which is actually, I'm going to sort of challenge you as to whether this would fit in your world, which you're saying is quite hard-nosed, quite cutthroat, quite, you know, sort of commercially driven. But one of the great things that Oprah does is she shows vulnerability. So you are aware that Oprah is on a journey. You, you know that she's, you know, world-class, you know, exemplary in terms of, like, presentation and how she does it. Um, obviously very eloquent, great communicator, but one of the key values that she brings, which a lot of people in her kind of roles don't bring, is the, the vulnerability aspect. So she is happy to share some of those weaknesses, and she does that as part of the brand. Um, depending, obviously, on your target audience, and I think you're absolutely right, if you have a client who you know, isn't really looking for that, do you, would you see there was still a part for almost showing some sort of vulnerability in some way to almost humanise this this kind of perfect persona? Because there's a danger, I guess, of almost being too... Robotic. Too, yeah, <clears throat> and too polished and the finished. Perfect yeah. Um, y- yes, but it's not vulnerability, it's humour. There's, there's a thread that runs through all of our clients that as property developers is they are very hard-nosed, they're very numbers detailed orientated, mm. it, it's, you know, they have a lot of pressure on their shoulders. But the common thread is very quickly the guard drops once you get to know them and the humour kicks in and there's a lot of uh, banter and there's a lot of uh, kind of uh, taking and then personal jokes and then to be honest, quite infantile humour comes through mm, as well. Mm. Uh, luckily, that's a genuine part of me, all of the above. So that you know, I'm happy to be there because that's that's part of my persona, and maybe I bring that out of them, unbeknown by throwing in the odd kind of uh, barbed comment or a bit of banter. But this definitely, I do notice very early in the relationship is is that door opens and it suddenly becomes. And also, I think because we look after the marketing, kind of the sexy side of things, it's easier for them because it, it, they're not dealing with construction companies or, or yeah, with, with lawyers or, or with surveyors, which is all very dry and, mm. and quite dull. They're actually, oh, thank God for that, we're talking to the creative guy so we can, we can enjoy it because this is the relaxed time, this is the fun part of what we do. Mm. So maybe I think that allows that to be, to be there, but I make sure that you know, if that door is slightly ajar, I'll kick it open big time because that's where the relationship is really forged because it's then under all of that pressure we still have the thread of we're being ourselves because we're enjoying a bit of fun Mm. together. So that really kind of highlights probably a common thread in all the people who have a a very strong personal brand presence, isn't it? Is the fact that you align yourself with them. They either feel like a friend, a trusted advisor, a coach, a mentor, somebody you look up to, somebody you listen to their every word you hang on, you know, all their advice and guidance. You know, it's the Oprah's of this world, it's the Gary V's of this world, you know, their target audience just love every word that they say because they feel 
almost a valued compatriot or valued kind of associate of this person. So there's this thing about, yeah, there's this real alignment, isn't there, sort of personally? It's resonance, I I think, at a deep level, it's it's chemistry. Uh, Great believer in chemistry. We we constantly talk about chemistry when we talk about our uh, relationship with our other half. That's one very small facet of chemistry connectedness mm. we have in every relationship. That's why a lot of families don't get on is because well there isn't that chemistry bringing you together. It's how we meet all of our friends is via there's that chemistry, there's that resonance. Mm. Clients is exactly the same. Yeah, colleagues is exactly the same. Places in the world that we want to go and travel and see. It's all about resonance. It's all about chemistry. It's and with people, it's always a two-way thing. You know, if 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 there's only one-way chemistry, there won't be that relationship, and which means it'll be slightly awkward. But it, when it's not, when there is that resonance, it's both parties connect to each other. We get each other on that same mm. wavelength. It's it's all the yeah, this X factors chemistry. It's all the same thing. Mm. But I think it, it's again going back to what you were saying. It's being genuine. As long as you carry that and don't try to bend to to what they want, because I think in in all facets of life, people will we know when people are doing that when they're being a bit needy or mm. or, or just being, especially in sales, a bit kind of. Uh, you mentioned earlier about the waitress in the Ivy. She you thought you had this fantastic relationship with her because she was. Yeah, having a great dialogue with you and then you realise that was just her script and she was saying exactly the same to the people on the next table. Mm. That resonance disappears and that relationship is over in your mind mm. because she isn't being genuine. Yeah. yeah. It's a script, she's got, oh, this works, I've been honing this for several years, this is why I'm working in the Ivy. Mm. You know, I've got this down pat. Um, it's, it, it, there's no longer that genuine relationship and, and yeah, she may have been doing everything just to get the tip, not because she enjoys kind of getting to know all of her all of her table covers you know, mm. as, as it should be mm. but I think yeah I, I, we keep coming back to the same things don't we being genuine being yourself knowing what that greater version of you will roughly be mm. so you know which which direction to point the needle uh, and then taking the steps and being I think being self aware all the way through of well, how am I sounding at this point in this meeting how am, yeah, am I coming across a little bit too strong am I that's something I certainly did within the first six months I was throwing in technical terms just because I knew them so I felt I had to keep throwing them in and mm. I thought whoa there tiger just just ease back a bit because you could see their body language was like just keeps throwing technical words at me mm. whereas now it, it's yeah, it, it's much more relaxed and, and say something that's it it's done they got it they understood I know the three letters GDB that will make them sing I say it that's done great we can just carry on with the meeting now I don't need to try I can just be myself Mm. Um, but yeah that's it's crafted I Mm. think that's the key it's it's not built it's crafted and by crafted it means you're aware of the steps you're taking and the things that worked and the things that went well the things even more importantly that didn't go well in meetings mm. the certain things that I said or did or how I came across that you know you sit in the car afterwards and you think yeah I need to just rein that in 
I need to do more of that, I need to definitely do less of that. And you just slowly but surely, you learn your craft. And it becomes the better version of yourself. Mm. And that then becomes your, certainly in a work environment, becomes you know, that best version of yourself, which then has a knock-on effect in every other facet of your life, because it's the same person. Mm. You're just being slightly more mm. on your focus, putting on the cape because I'm in high level work mode but it's still a lot of those parts I take into every other part of my life mm. so when it's an interesting one isn't it because when we talk like this it is very much about behaviours about the kind of the style that we project when you look at this online obviously what you could imagine is through um, I don't know again as would apply to people if they're the face of the organisation or if it's their business or whatever, they're um, selling themselves as part of a service, maybe the first point of contact is going to be digitally. So they will see an image of you or they will see you appear, um, you know, as a, as a thumbnail of your, you know, bio picture um, sort of on Facebook or something like that. So the initial impact of how you look as part of your brand profile, not just your behaviours, but the way you are projecting yourself, probably also has to have that same level of resonance, doesn't it? To both attract you know, the target person that you're really looking to attract as part of this whole kind of marketing piece. I just wonder how, if we're talking about, again, being authentic and having this future self, I just wonder how we can use kind of like dress sense, hairstyle, you know, all of those kind of real physical attributes to kind of go into this mix. I'm thinking of, you know, somebody might be listening to this thinking, well, that's okay because, you know, I do resonate with my clients and customers, so that bit's fine. But actually, I don't really quite understand how I can almost differentiate myself in terms of the look that I feel feel comfortable with because I want to have this authentic look but I need to stand out because all of us in our industry we all dress the same we all look the same so I just wonder if there's something there about building a a slightly exaggerated brand where we just kind of almost turn up those kind of volume scores on the style of dress the shoes we wear the hairstyle the glasses the do you know what I mean? It's it's all of those yeah, physical prop, attributes, like yeah. with the black rim glasses and yeah. the ginger hair becomes a, a a caricature almost of. I I think just to go back on that for a second. I think one of the key things is mirror the style uh, at, at a at a wide level of your um, target market or of your prospect or your client. Mm. Very much, uh, mine will wear open neck shirts and jeans or, or trousers and, and a kind of a, kind of a, a suit jacket at times. So I make sure I always wear that exactly as you look today, Nick. <laughs> it, it's smart casual, they're yeah. all very smart casual. So as long as I wear that when I'm on site, always wear high vis and, and a pair of site hobnail boots because then they look at you, oh, okay, he knows what he's doing, he's not just a creative, he's got sight. Mm. gear on so he understands health and safety it's amazing how often you see people don't do that and it's like you don't quite understand what's going on Mm. but uh, I I agree it's if you take that as the underscore and then say right well how can we just just turn up the dial on one or two things that means that it's my version of this it's me being genuine uh, of that and, and maybe it's either watch you wear or 
the the colour you wear, you might have you know a certain thing that you say. Look, I just love wearing red, so I always wear a red something as mm. part of my outfit. Mm. Um, but it's definitely something that feels personal to you, that feels comfortable and again genuine uh, to your own dress code that, that is yourself, rather than just being a carbon copy of them. If they all wear grey suits and a, you know, a, and a white shirt and a and a grey tie every day to work doesn't mean you have to wear that but as long as you're mm. wearing a certain style but you can add your own uh, addition to that that says look I'm this but in a slightly more personalised way mm. uh, but I think yeah you're right it's that is is very key and, and all those visual cues as we know you know it's only like 12% of communication is what we say and, and most of it is body language mm. and, and the stature and the position and, and else that's what we're really feeding off and that's what the person opposite will be feeding off is, is pretty much that and you can always play with that and you can see what's going on by their body language at any given time mm. whether it's closed or open to what you're saying if it's closed move quickly to something else if it's open stay where you are they're enjoying that if eyebrows are lifted as you speak genuinely engaged in what you're saying it's uh, it's those little cues of worth mm. a lot of time money and effort because yeah, it's picking up on those, and they go need to be saying more about this because they're genuinely interested in that. Mm. Yeah, and they may their face may look as if I'm bored, stupid, but really, their their visual cues is telling you, oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Tell me more. Okay, I'll tell you more. And other times they may be saying, okay, that's interesting. I know that. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And that's that again is is a great skill to learn. Um, but going back to the, the persona online, it's more difficult in a, especially in a two dimensional snapshot photo but I think they definitely have the shot in colour not a black and white version because the black and white version says well I'm going to hide a lot of the information here um, so that is, is kind of a visual turn off to begin with but I think a, a natural smiling version of, of you as your LinkedIn photograph or on your website I think is very important um, mm. because it says like I'm receptive just like we all do you answer the phone you have a smile on your face when you answer the phone it comes across so it's making sure that that is also you know in your profile photo you know pictures or uh, in your your videos your links on your website mm. cool so to summarize then um, if somebody has listened all this way through um, I guess there's been a lot of, a lot of ideas, a lot of thinking um, that we've sort of come up with here. I think one of the key themes for me is listening to the target audience that you really want to engage with because they are going to allow you to decide how you're going to tune this authentic self that you're trying to um, project. There's the option, if you want, to use either vulnerability or humour to kind of humanise this lovely glossy well-marketed self um, and there's also the option really to decide which features and valuable things that you have to offer you can probably turn the dials up slightly for but I think the fundamental thing that we can probably agree on here is that it's about a future self it's about working on a journey to becoming this more rounded, this more experienced, this more progressive, more expressive, 
version of who you are today. And if you can set some kind of direction, some kind of route map to get you to that, that situation and that scenario, and almost have the picture of this person who you are as a future self in the back of your mind or even the front of your mind when you're on this journey because that is the person you're aspiring to be um, and that is the person I guess you're going to be living with day in day out in the future when you actually arrive at that stage I totally I couldn't agree more actually and I think put the work in think long and hard about who that person is and, and what steps you need to take and the action you need to take to get there because you can guarantee that 99.9% of the population won't ever do mm. that, which means this will put you yeah, in, in personal life and in business life will put you streets ahead of the competition because you're putting the effort in. Mm. And that, I think, at the end of the day is what it's all about. It's commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Paul, for this uh, insightful little fireside chat that we've had <laughs> on this lovely October afternoon. And um, yeah, we'll stay tuned for the next uh, exciting episode in the Neil Wilkins podcast. And I look forward to seeing you uh, whenever the next one is due. Thanks again for listening and subscribe to Neil Wilkins podcast on iTunes.